2: Over seven million
0: different animals inhabit our planet.
1: Skin pattern for an individual giraffe is constant throughout its life, uh, but it can mm-hmm. shift a little bit depending on season as far as the lightness and the dark.
0: What can they teach us?
1: Because oh, physio- we're physiological dorks, right? And Chris, we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. NASA, like the NASA, my oh, you, favorite. You <laughs>
2: Many species are in crisis and need your help.
0: Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com. Welcome to All Creatures Podcast. This
1: is Chris. And I'm Angie.
0: Hello from across the United States again, Angie.
1: Hey, Chris. <laughs> it's, um, it's so It's yeah. so nice to hear your voice.
0: Yeah, I know. It's sunny in California here and the weather's great.
1: A little sunshine goes a long way, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. It does. It's really great.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's still a little warm here in Florida, but overall it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty darn nice out and enjoying the weather and, and just really happy and excited to be here with you this evening talking about
0: giraffe. This tall, tall animal. I mean, everybody loves giraffes. I mean, oh, I'm smi-
1: I'm smiling so yeah. big right now. My cheeks hurt. Like, my h- cheeks hurt. Mm -hmm. who
0: doesn't like if if you don't like giraffes okay you can turn this off and and don't unsubscribe no don't unsubscribe yeah (laughs)
1: yeah, careful chris
0: (laughs) i'm just saying like how do you not love giraffes oh i'm like
1: i'm looking at a photo of one right now and i just like it's i I feel like i'm looking at a photo of my kid i just my heart is 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 like skipping a beat in love it's just they're so cute and Beautiful and majestic and unique. Holy smokes, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, good physiology, really crazy physiology. They're
1: horns.
0: So that is one of Angie's favorites or the ossicones. That's right. right? Hoof
1: and horn club, baby, all the way. Yes, yes. Another hoof, another hoof stock. So, but, but a really unique, iconic one. Like you said, Chris, uh, stick with us today and you're going to learn some amazing biology and physiology fun or Mm -hmm. what I call fun Mm -hmm. cocktail party. Facts or yes. t- trivia night facts yes. that you can impress your yeah. friends with. And uh, I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, my love of giraffes started long before I ever met one. It started actually in an animal mm. physiology class. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah way, way back, back in when, the right? day. Good old. Mm-hmm, last and, century uh, old, or, or mean, no? Yeah, it was
0: last century. I know. It's close, it's, close, it seems yeah. like
1: it. Actually, doesn't. I remember this class because it was animal physiology and it was amazing. And I think I took it as a... Freshman or a sophomore, and it was more of a uh, junior, senior level class. But I just was so excited to get in it and learn more and my mm-hmm. counselor advised me not to but i went against their will which is yeah. you know me once in a while <laughs> yeah, i like to yeah. i like to go against the, the rules yes uh, yes you do we've had this a discussion john's the rule maker
0: yes. and you're the rule breaker
1: yes yeah. yes yeah. but it's even fun it's, it's we've been hanging out with each other for so long that now actually i'm a little bit more the rule follower and he's a rule breaker <laughs> yeah. and i like wow like part of me loves it part of me is like oh no what like uh oh, what, what what's he turning You're into? In trouble. So, yeah, it gives, yeah, it gives yeah, me mixed yeah. emotions, but overall I like it. I'm like, good for you, honey. Um, yeah. and then now I'm all conservative and, uh, but anyways, uh, so no, this animal physiology class, we learned a lot. Of course, I think one of the ways to get students interested in different, different body parts. Uh, I know I spoke about the camel being one of the ones we highlighted, mm-hmm. but we also mm-hmm. highlighted the giraffe and some of their unique physiological mm-hmm. features. I believe in, uh, I mean, they're, cardiac system for instance
0: yeah the okapi Mm -hmm. and we talked a lot about the okapi yeah yeah Yeah.
1: and so yeah learning learning about learning about how they can do some of the unique physiological things and be so tall and still uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah I think if you stick with us today uh, we'll share with you some of the secrets to how drafts being so tall can basically not get lightheaded. After getting a getting yeah. a drink, uh, and then raising their head back up, that was one of the. F-
0: yeah, and and just I mean, not only those facts, but just I was always thinking about it too. Is is how in the heck do they get blood all the way up that neck to the brain? Because the brain needs so much blood. You know, we know that as physiologists, mm-hmm. and and you know, oh, it's just it's it's incredible. So yeah, stick with us. We're going to cover that. Giraffes, even-toed ungulate, Angie's favorites, uh, Angie and the odd-toed. Angie definitely yeah, I'm a
1: little bit more of an odd-toed girl, but, I, I mean, even-toed is also yeah. right, up, right up my alley. <laughs> right,
0: right. And so, yeah, they have the cloven hoof with the two mm-hmm. toes. And so the family Giraffidae. just quickly, you know, again, that's the Okapi and Giraffe. They both have seven cervical vertebrae, but just in Giraffe, it's much longer. Right, and so it's just really, really cool adaptations. Now, most people, Angie, should know what a giraffe looks like. I mean,
1: come on. Yes, I, I don't think we should we need to spend too, too much time um, <laughs> yeah. uh, about. But yes, but I think it's important to point out that their uh, the pattern of their coat, kind of the spots or shapes mm-hmm. that make their pa- Elige, yeah. that make their unique pattern does vary uh, depending. It can be smaller, medium, larger in size, sharp edged, fuzzy edged a yellow to black in color and the skin pattern for an individual giraffe is constant throughout its life. Uh, but it can Mm -hmm. shift a little bit depending on season as far as the lightness or the darkness of it. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just,
0: they are. And just, just some of the the statistics on them. Did did their legs can be almost as tall as me, six feet. I'm six five. So six feet, 1.8 meters.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Chris. (laughs) Okay. We're talking legs now. Uh, their feet, let's move it to their feet. Those cloven hooves, You talked about two-toed ungulates. Their feet can be the size of a dinner plate.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. With a diameter
1: of about 30 centimeters.
0: Right. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. The males can stand up to 18 feet or 5.5 meters it's almost two mm-hmm. stories tall, right? Every, you know, everybody knows that. They go to the, they go, you know, and see them in, in under human care and they see how tall they are. The female's 14 feet or 4.3 meters. They can weigh up to 3,000 pounds, which is, mm. yeah, that, that, you know, like you said, those, those hooves have to support that weight or 13, 1360 kilograms. Female's are about half that weight. So about mm-hmm. uh, 1500 pounds or 680 kilograms. So, there's some statistics on, on their sizes. They're, they're huge. I think their necks are almost over six feet tall too, you know, is what I was reading, the, the legs and the neck. Now, the range, Ange, this, uh, this made me sad looking at this. You know, and I guess we've seen it for, for quite a few species. You know, we did lines a couple of weeks ago. It seemed like, you know, I have, I have this historical distribution and current distribution. Historical distribution, they were pretty much all over Africa. Just the, the, I guess you'd say the, the deep Congo really wasn't where they were, were from. And then the Sahara Desert, you know, just the, the deep, deep parts of it. But, you know, up through almost into Southwest Asia, you know, or the Middle East, they, they ranged a little bit into there and North Africa. And then pretty much the lower half of Africa, they were all over. Oh yeah. And now, and now today, I mean, geez, you look at their fragmentation. It's just, it's, it's really sad. It's really it sad. It is.
1: They're, they're definitely a species that, have the ability to adapt to different types. i mean they prefer of course- savannas and open woodlands, but like mm-hmm. you said historically, the range was yeah all through Africa and
0: all over yeah all over and
1: now uh yeah of course it is native to Africa, but it's really mainly only found south of the Sahara um and northern mm-hmm. Botswana. They are pretty much gone from western Africa except for I guess there's a small uh, mm-hmm. population in niger and In South Mm -hmm. Africa, they're pretty much restricted just to game reserves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when, when people say, and I've, I've heard this for the last years now, you know, oh, these animals belong in the wild. And you turn around and you're like, what wild? Where is it? Show me, show me where the wild's at. Yeah. There's
1: not much of it left. No, it, it, well, exactly. And of course, with human populations booming, especially mm. in, um, and countries like Africa, it is hard. Uh, there, I mean, there's competition for resources and, mm-hmm. and land is utilized in different ways. And so naturally, I think, of course, uh, their populations just theoretically are probably going to historically decline, but mm. basically their numbers since 1985, um, giraffes, the populations were, over 150,000, if not more, back in 1985, mm-hmm. when I was just a wee little one. Uh, I was, I was too young. <laughs> you I was, just born. I was too young to even really be into 80s music, but, uh, so, <laughs> but I, am sh- you were just born. You were born like 10 years ago. Yeah, after yeah, that, yeah. So wink, wink, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, since 80, um, since 1985, about, basically about a third of their population has been wiped out. Um, now there's believed to be 90,000 or less. And, yeah. and a lot of these, Oh, definitely. Definitely on the um, the um, population declining. The International Union of Conservation and Nature uh, declares that they're vulnerable. Uh, That was in 2016. Mm -hmm. They reassessed the population and they went from least concerned to vulnerable, uh, basically Mm -hmm. pointing out that their population has taken this dramatic dip in the past uh, 20 or 30 years. And interestingly enough, um, I think it's really important to point out for me – and I don't know how f- about you, Chris. Until recently, I guess I wouldn't have thought the giraffe were that that threatened. Um, yeah, I mean, and, we're, clear, and yeah, if you're yeah. listeners, if you're if you're there as well, if you're like, huh, what giraffes? They're you yeah. know they're going to be endangered if we don't do something. I don't know if you would say yes. in that kind of weird <laughs> accent that I just used, but. No, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, but if you're kind of, if I was, uh, I mean, I would have definitely fallen in that boat about a year or two ago until I just started. I read an article. I think it wasn't around 2016 when it came out, um, with the IUC and had basically declared them as vulnerable and that their population numbers were in, in steep decline that it was like, what? Is that mm-hmm. even real? Because I went to Africa yeah. twice and I easily saw them wherever I went and, but now looking back on it, it's just the parts mm-hmm. of Africa that I was able to be in. Uh, that's why I saw a giraffe. Uh, mm-hmm. not everybody gets to see them and that a lot of, a lot of the specialists mm-hmm. out there for the different giraffe surveys or for like the IUCN, there's a giraffe no copy specialist group. Uh, they they, they talk about this as a silent extinction.
0: Right. Yeah, I've been reading that. Maybe
1: something we saw with hippos once again, where, oh, they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perhaps because they're not as highlighted with the poach crisis or um, Mm -hmm. with maybe being, you know, their body parts potentially being used for um, traditional medicine back in Asia. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the other thing too is because we do see them when we, like a lot of tourists, when you go to game reserves, you see them. So you yeah. think, oh, they're fine. Or if you go to a zoo, you see them and you think, oh, they're fine. But it really, it is really, it really is important to, I think, for people to really start taking notice that uh there is an issue. The populations are declining. Yes. And just because we see them at the zoos or because if you have been lucky enough to go on yeah. safari, so you probably do see one. That does not translate to how their conservation status healthy, in the wild.
0: Yeah, or how healthy the population is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really scary. And if you and,
1: think about it, yeah. too, it's not an easy one to fix because it's not this little creature that like, oh, okay, we'll, yeah. we'll just reserve these, you know, yeah. couple, um, you know, thousands of habitat, acres yeah. of habitat yeah. and they'll be fine. I mean, these are large megafauna, uh, of course, similar mm. to elephants and rhinos and hippos that they need. They do. They need a lot of room. And so it's not just a snap of the fingers. Easy fix.
0: No, no, it's not. It's not. And it's... You know, and and I think going into, you know, why I care about giraffes, I think one of the things I thought about was, you know, they're a major browser in these ecosystems. They browse the top of trees. So they they have this really, again, we always talk about these eco- ecological niches. And so they have a, a really specific ecological niche that another species can't fit, you know, into, you know, you can't evolve a giraffe. It's taken millions of years for these animals to, to develop these long necks to be able to reach, reach that browse that they like. And it, they're, they're critical to that ecosystem and, and the habitat.
1: Yeah. Chris. I mean, here's the deal. I, I think we need, it's time we start sticking our necks out for the giraffe. <laughs> yeah. But I'm
0: bump Here comes the but puns. All right. I've been waiting for these. It's been it's a, a couple of weeks since you've got some. I've been All holding
1: right, that in for one. the past seven minutes that we've been talking. Uh no. No, it's but but seriously, yes, you bring up very, very valid points and and also from an ecosystem role, giraffes are host to ticks, troublesome ticks. Let's be honest, nobody likes them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure they. Ticks. I'm sure yeah. they have a role somewhere, something, but we we're not entomologists, so we we can't yeah. discuss ticks on this on this pod. Yeah. But but the oxpecker yeah. bird rests on, and I've seen if you've seen classic pictures in the savanna, you've seen the oxpecker bird resting on mm-hmm. the back and the necks of giraffes, removing these ticks from their skin. So they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have what's called ticks, a mutually yeah. beneficial relationship. So yeah, there you go.
0: Okay. Remember that we talked about it in my favorite yeah. episode, the honey badger, but remember the, the, what, what are those birds, the oh, honey birds? Oh, right, right. the honey right. badgers mm-hmm. around. Remember yes. their, their mutualistic behavior. Yeah.
1: See, see, this is what They are. These are they so help old. other, they all depend they all on, each, depend other. on they, each other. They depend on each other. Oxpecker needs them, man. Um, yes. and yes. And then just of course, too, from, um, an uh, from an economical importance to humans, we have, I obviously not time on this podcast to go back tens of thousands of millennia to talk about how humans and giraffes have mm. interacted um, for anywhere with the African culture from um, medicinal dances to naming mm. rights to folk tales and folklore. Oh my gosh. All the, I have a book at home that my dear friend, Alison, of course, you know, our rhino translocator, uh, a rhino mm-hmm. um, expert, yeah, rhino experts. Yeah. It's this fun folklore book about how the giraffe's neck got so long, uh, and that's, uh, traditionally mm-hmm. seen a lot in, I think the, um, uh, the Swahili culture. And so anyway, so they've just been, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're ingrained in our, our culture. And so, and then of course now even more, more fast forward. Now of course they're just, everybody knows giraffes the a long neck. They're, I mean, you can't, you can't walk past mm-hmm. an aisle in a, in a store when, in the baby section without half the stuff being giraffe, right? right. Like it's, I know, I know. I, I mean, it's, everybody, just, loves, giraffes, everybody but... loves giraffes. Um, stuff, yeah. I mean, I think we seriously got like five or six or eight yeah. stuffed giraffe toys. What well, what's
0: my... the teething giraffe? We had the teething giraffe. Oh yeah. Right? For toys, yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Our little blankies. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. just, we're, they're just part of our life. And so, From that point of view, that's more of kind of we owe them or we're just so integrated. But, of course, from an Mm -hmm. economical point of view, uh, in these safari parks, um, Mm -hmm. they are helping. I mean, they're a real crowd pleaser, right? uh, Right. And they're not like the lions who just lay there. Uh, They're actually doing stuff uh, when you see them, usually browsing and walking around, sometimes socializing. So they're definitely a crowd pleaser. and, And a lot of these... Of course, safari parks, uh, or or reserves generate some good income for the local people in that, in that area. So they're definitely worth sticking up for and bringing attention to about the fact that their numbers are plummeting and that we, people need to act now. And the best thing to do is to share with friends. Hey, do you guys know the giraffes are in yes. trouble? What? What? Yeah. Know, and then, yeah, and then just, the just get, get that, com- yeah. they're, they're get going that down, conversation yeah. going. And, uh, and then we'll help point towards the end of the podcast. We'll help point you in, in the right direction of some of the things that you can do. Um, if you're a, giraffe, a fellow right. giraffe lover like myself and pretty much most all of my friends.
0: Everybody. <laughs> I mean, Everybody. Yes, Seriously. Yes, yes. You won't right. be my friends. I don't want to don't like put giraffes. any threats out there, but <laughs> yeah, let's
1: be real here. Like, yeah. you don't like giraffe. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I gotta, sh- I gotta shout out to Jesse. Jesse, Jesse loves giraffes and at the Hamilton. Did he work with them before?
1: Zealand. Do you know if he?
0: Yes. I mean, it, well, he did the Okapi, right? Mm-hmm. So he loves the Okapi and then also working with his giraffes, uh, they have there in, in New Zealand. Oh, so, well, maybe we'll
1: uh, have to get Jesse on for yeah. another interview about, about more specifics with, um, being giraffes. a giraffe keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's such a good yeah. One. yeah. Maybe I should, you know, I, I I, i'm I'm in touch with jesse all the time i know so, our listeners honestly.
1: would yeah i know our listeners would love love probably more intimate yeah. details of what it's like to work on a daily basis with those beautiful with
0: dress mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty funny because they have to walk them up from their back and yeah it's really cool to watch them walk so do you know how to say their scientific name
1: uh it's a mouthful well yeah i'll give it, it a will give it a try okay. okay let me find it oh see if i can put you on the. yeah 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 um okay I'm squinting. I think it's a sign I need glasses, okay. darn it. Uh, <laughs> but I wasn't born until after 1985, right? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, giraffa Camelopard Dallas. Dallas?
0: Eh, it's pretty, yeah, I think so. Yeah, ca- camelopardalis. Dallas. Yeah. Camel-opard- yeah. Do you know why they called him Camelopard? Yeah, do you know why it's called Say that? it
1: four times fast Not and the then giraffe, we'll talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, Camelopard <laughs> <artist>. <laughs> <laughs> So the reason is they called them the camel leopard.
1: Yeah, I, okay, I can see they that They look other like name. camels
0: with mm-hmm. leopard spotting, you know, because that that is their their coat patterns look like leopard spotting. So, so that's their scientific name. Now, the subspecies there's some debate. in
1: ah, uh, great science debate are, time. I yeah, love it.
0: I know. So so it's genetics and genetics are, are showing some things. The today they recognize nine subspecies, but. Genetics, some genetic studies have shown what? Four? Sure. And so eight?
1: the bottom line, because I'll stick with the IUCN uh, because they stick with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they do. I yeah. don't know if they do. Yeah. But I, maybe yeah. if, they, if they listen, they, they might. Uh, but the, uh, the IUCN yeah. only recognizes one species with nine subspecies. Okay. Yeah, one species. Um, however, right. in 2011, there was a study that, uh, that suggested eight Species. Okay, not subspecies, but eight species. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Second there was species. a study in 2016, so that I think used mitochondrial DNA, uh, but basically said there are mm-hmm. four species, not eight or nine subspecies, right. four species yeah, the, the like northern out. giraffe, yeah. the southern giraffe, the reticulated giraffe, and the Maasai giraffe. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, scientists, people that specialize in this, have gone back and forth highlighting some problems in the data's interpretations and the mm-hmm. conclusions. And so therefore I think that's where the IUCN is just focusing on the one species with these nine subspecies. Right. Um, and there's right. pros and cons of different ways to look at it because a lot of times subspecies aren't given as much protection or attention mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. the species are. It's and maybe species. that's the IUCN's approach. Yeah. It's like, Hey, yeah. you know what? Some of these subspecies we're not gonna be able to save them there's yeah. 100 or 50 or yeah. 250 i mean the numbers are so Left. low yeah. i i don't want to speak for them i'm not sure what you know they probably they were using the best science given at the time uh to uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to determine uh that they really want to only recognize the one species the one species mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i mean so they have like um some of the the subspecies now, today, West African, Kordofan, Nubian, reticulated. That's the one we always see at zoos, right? The reticulating or Maasai. Yeah, or usually those you see. Yeah. yeah, the Rothschilds, uh, Thorn and Crofts. Rothschilds Golan are pretty popular
1: at zoos, yeah.
0: Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Um And then I guess the differences between a lot of them are just their coat patterns, right? Like they're just different colors and and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's based mm-hmm. on location and coat pattern. Yeah. And so that's what some of the things, is, it, I mean, some of them are so isolated that they probably wouldn't get a chance to breed with a, another one type Another deal, species, so.
0: yeah. Yeah. An- or another subspecies in the mm-hmm. other part of Africa. Now, we covered a lot of this evolution in Okapi, so I'm just going to go over it really quick. The Giraffids, which is the Okapi and giraffe, split 25 million years ago. So they had a new group with cattle, deer, and antelope again climate change was driving this the the really subtropics around that time mm-hmm. gave way to more large grasslands and woodlands so giraffes you know kind of evolved because reaching the canopy was really an advantage and we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit more the looking through the evolution we can track just like horses you know that's why we always that's why I love you know using horses as a as a tool to study evolution the changes over time so looking at these old relatives of giraffes, we can see how the necks have gotten longer mm-hmm. and longer over time. And the theory, and there's a couple competing theories, but the main theory is, is that the longer necks gave advantage to reaching brows that others couldn't, right? Like the kudu. Mm-hmm. Kudu is a very large stock. Gorgeous.
1: Right? Gorgeous yeah. horns. Spiral. Yeah. So cool. Yeah.
0: But giraffes could reach way up higher than they right. could. So they actually had a competitive advantage In evolving that. And so over time, you know, they were able to, to get these long necks. Now I did read this. This was pretty interesting too. Longer neck giraffes. Okay. Have higher mortality, especially during drought. Sure.
1: It makes sense. You're bigger. Yeah.
0: Bigger. You need more nutrients. So if there's a drought. Yeah, and I, I can't go down to Ralph's here, which is like amazing in California. Get back to the states, man! I walk through the vegetables and I'm like, oh my god, where have you been? Because in <laughs> New Zealand we have like five vegetables we can eat and like four pieces of fruit. Here, there's like a thousand. I'm like, oh my god, the states, I love you. Um, so
1: yes, we are spoiled, yes for sure. But
0: in a, in a drought, or if that goes away, Angie, I'm screwed. You're fine. I'm screwed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, the taller, the taller is not, taller is not always better, especially in, no, in times no. of lower nutrients. And or well, and,
0: flying over the Pacific Ocean is the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Being, yes, I would imagine. I, I assumed you probably weren't riding in first class, but,
0: uh, no, 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 no. I can't, can't quite afford it. I think it's like $15,000. Oh, for I couldn't a first even class, imagine. See. That's goofy. Uh, that's yeah. That's insane. That's
1: silly. Yeah. But no, and Chris, I read an interesting, uh, theory too of the next, of course, the one that you mentioned about for uh, being mm-hmm. able to reach the, the different types of the brows on yeah. the tops of the trees. I think that's the predominant one, but some other side mm-hmm. theories, which you got to love it. And I don't, I don't think they're conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah. I think they really are no, discussed no, no. Yeah. in the giraffe uh, evolutionary world. Community. Yeah. Community is that the necks potentially evolved to be longer as for mate selection. So the females mm-hmm. were like in the peacock, right? The male peacock mm-hmm. is just his, uh, feathers are just crazy ridiculous where the females yeah. just kind of like, boring. <laughs> the beehives yeah. just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where the females were more attracted to the, uh the males with the longer necks. And mm-hmm. then, and then of course we'll, we'll talk a little bit uh when we get to behavior about how male, how males neck fight for dominance mm-hmm. and for impressing females and things like that. So that maybe that's why the ones that had the longer necks did better Mm-hmm. females like them more hence the genetic pool but the the counter argument to that is well why do females have long necks as well right so both yeah, males yeah. and so that one kind of got thrown under the bus and that as far as that goes I, but i don't know um you know potentially maybe female yeah who knows i i think it's just well, kinda... I mean, you think
0: about it because because uh, it's an interesting discussion so we can talk about this for a second Okay, evolution. You and I understand evolution, how evolution works, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're a giraffe and you have a kudu who can reach, what, six to ten feet if they stand? I mean, do they stand up? I know the, the you what, know, there's some certain species of antelope that. Sure, can they'll stand go on up. their hind
1: legs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So why did they, 18 feet? Right. I mean, 14 feet for the female, I guess. You know, so they're 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 at a, a level above those large other ruminants or or ungulates. And then the males, yeah. I mean it's interesting because you really think about like how high do they right. have
1: to how go? high did they have to go and why, yeah. why did they stop where they stopped? Or we actually we're all still evolving, yeah. so they probably haven't stopped. That's right. um but yeah, yeah, no, it really it really is quite interesting.
0: But then you think about it, like the tree canopy, I mean, to reach some of these trees, they've gotta be that tall, right? It's not just bushes. It's like you got some big trees in Africa, right? I mean, you've been there, and so you've seen sure. them there.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and some some of the savannas, too, the trees, they are tall, but they're sparse, too. Right. So if you can add that extra top of the canopy to yeah. your uh, browsing yeah. uh, palette. Menu, yeah. Yeah, menu. You have, like, this whole new selection that yeah. basically, yeah, way out competes a lot of the other a lot of the other hoofstock stock, for sure. So, and with that being said, uh, Chris and I are talking too about how they're a browser, and uh, we'll get to it a little bit more nutrition, but that just means that yeah, they eat the leaves mm-hmm. of the trees and the the stems sometimes right. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, That's they're not salad, they're not yeah. yeah, exactly. They're not down on the they're not down on the grasslands grazing like right. you would see zebras doing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, your favorites. Now, I got to ask you this: uh, as Xander's mama, who's the tallest creature ever?
1: oh the tallest creature ever um, oh he totally knows it. i should <laughs> how wrong would it be if i woke him up <laughs> yeah saying.
0: yeah i would yeah don't wake him up i don't think I was, dad would be happy i would
1: <laughs> say john would not be pleased about that yeah, um but no but yeah. i think i i've read enough of these books um okay. i think i'm gonna um the apatosaurus
0: Okay, I actually had to research this for a while, and I found some competing information. Or so
1: I, I don't think it's the Brachiosaurus, which when we were little kids no, was called no, the no, Brontosaurus. No, no, no. So that even yeah, shows no, how old no, no, we no, are. No. It's no longer the Brontosaurus; yes. it's a Brachiosaurus. A yeah. is a is a really tall one. Um, Diplodocus okay. is kind of tall no. as well. Am I?
0: Well, remember we we talked about Argentinosaurus? Oh, the our, one yeah. Is that the tallest one? Okay, so. No, no. Oh. So, well, I, I saw some data on it. So, the sauropods or the titanosaurs is what they. Sure.
1: Call it. Yes, I that that's a chapter this in one, one of the books I read. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Alamosaurus is the one that I found of all the data I okay. could find, and I didn't spend hours on this. I spent probably a good thirty minutes plus <laughs> looking for it, so I thought it was interesting. Um,
1: I love that you did that. That's like amazing. <laughs> I went down a few rebels myself so, this uh, this uh, podcast <laughs> session.
0: Now, could you guess how tall they stood?
1: So this is the Allosaurus. I'm going to check with Xander Alamo,
0: Alamosaurus is the one. Okay, Alamosaurus. It, it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely read about that one. It sounds it, familiar. Um, how tall? Okay, let me let me throw out some numbers here. Uh, are we going to do meters or feet? Which one do you want me to do? Uh, feet. Let's do feet. Feet. Yeah. Okay, feet. 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 Um, eighty feet. Yeah, good. Ding, ding, well, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, eighty-eight. See? 88. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, Dino awesome. Mama. Awesome. That's yeah. Yeah I've, yeah, I've read a lot of Dino books, so <laughs> it's good. Eighty-eight feet. Yeah. That's Some good. of those numbers. Twenty-seven. Well, meters. I couldn't get the name, yeah. darn it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, uh, like that's almost ten stories. Tall.
0: And that's not even like stretching. That's just them walking and seventy-four tons. But that's British tons, so I don't even know what the heck that is in U.S. tons. But
1: wow, been, I just I'm like lot. looking up at my ceiling, trying to think what yeah. that would even be yeah. like looking. Enormous.
0: Enormous. So they found, I think they found some leg bones and stuff, and then they just guesstimate based on that. But I know Argentinosaurus is is one of the the big, big ones. Okay. But not related to giraffes at all.
1: No, we've (laughs) kind of went on a little dinosaur tangent. Sorry, folks.
0: (laughs) It's always fun. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, these, this was a surprising factoid. Giraffes only live 15 to 20 years. I did not know that. I thought they lived a little bit longer. So, in the I wild.
1: Thought, no, I'm, I'm putting it in, in the wild. Okay, so in the wild, I, I, I read up to 25 years. Okay, 15 but, to 25 years in that mm-hmm, range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Chris, that's not really that long, I guess, uh, compared to a lot of the animals we typically cover.
0: Rhino, well, rhinos. When we yeah, think of horses or, or
1: rhinos or el- oh my gosh, elephants. But, for ruminants that they compete with, mm-hmm. so the kudu and, and other, Afri- probably the cape buffalo, mm-hmm. I can't remember its lifespan. Um, yeah, it was like off 25 years head. or something like that. The giraffes have a higher adult survival probability and a longer lifespan compared to most of the other ruminants. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, it's. So, yeah.
1: I guess I would think since they're bigger, it should be way, they should longer. live a lot longer. I just, cause I think uh, of
0: elephants, elephants live like 70, 80, 90 years sometimes.
1: Right. I, yeah. yeah. But I think, I think for the ruminants that they're categorized with, uh, they, it, it is longer. And an now in, living out of human care, I'm not sure if that gets expanded. Like if it's more like 30 or if San Diego oh, okay. zoo, I
0: think had it at 40. It's like the, wow. the longest that okay. had.
1: So yeah. they can really ex- extend it out then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: So then, yeah. So, like some other factoids on physiology, a, a single vertebrate can be 10 inches or 10 inches long and they have oh, seven like us.
1: Okay. So, hey, I have a fun game for you. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm now teaching an anatomy and physiology class. We, oh, that's
0: right. That's right. We yeah. just
1: covered the skeletal system. So, okay. When okay. we're talking about vertebra, mm-hmm. we talked about cervical. So, how many cervical mm-hmm. do they have? Seven. That's on top, right? and yeah. And um, then it thoracic. goes into thoracic. How many thoracic do you have? Uh, I don't know. Six? Ma- I don't,
0: 12?
1: Uh, yeah, 12. yeah, yeah, yeah. 12. 12. Okay,
0: okay, okay. I did this in my horse book. Mm-hmm. It comes out in a few okay. weeks.
1: Awesome. Um, awesome. Well, if you okay. play this game with me, I'm going to give you, all of our listeners, okay. a chance uh, um, a little quick... Uh, saying to never forget the answer. So what's it called? okay, a, okay. An anagram. Seven twelve.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, then lumbar uh-huh. is 24? No, that's too many. 12. Yeah, 12 again. Or 10, 7, 6, 5.
1: 5, 5, 5. Four? Five.
0: Yeah. 5 lumbar? Mm-hmm. Really? So, it's,
1: so are you ready for it?
0: Is that in us too or is that in horses? Yes. Like, I'm trying, okay. Oh, I
1: don't know about horses. Sorry, this is all okay. humans. I think it's okay, the okay. It might not be it's the same pretty in similar. horses.
0: Yeah, horses have a I don't back, know. So.
1: Um, but, yes, yeah, so for humans, mm-hmm. it is breakfast at 7, lunch at 12, mm-hmm. dinner at 5. Yeah. So cervical, 7, there you go. lunch,
0: there
1: you go. Okay. 5 – I'm sorry, lunch, 12, and I'm confusing myself. And then uh, dinner is lumbar at 5 p.m.
0: Okay. So what about those, sacral?
1: Uh, they're fused. And so in humans, it's, yeah, okay. it's uh, 5 sacrum and then coccyx fused, 4 okay 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 hey look at you smart dr angie oh so how yeah fast, yeah oh so how yeah fast can giraffes
0: run huh did you find that factoid
1: i did and i was really impressed by it yeah. and actually a little like yeah, t- yeah. i was taken back a little i was like holy smokes yeah. i didn't know they could go that fast
0: yeah yeah 35 miles per hour 56 kilometers per hour and they, they walk can... at a special gate
1: oh they walk at a special yeah, gate but cool. uh but they can also sustain 30 miles an hour for several kilometers. That's pretty special. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, they're yeah. Not just like predators, the, Yeah, yeah to, to outrun them. or um. And then, yes, their gait is really cool. Uh, for people yeah, that aren't yeah, familiar, yeah. we probably covered it in camels, but their gait is called mm-hmm. uh, pace.
0: Yeah, when they walk, yeah. Yeah. And so, so that's and when, the, the same side legs moving together. So the right front and the right hind move forward. And then the left front and left hind move forward. So it's it's kind of a weird gait, uh, with that.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and then they run at what we like. The
1: gallop. on Yeah. And that's the, and they only have the walk and the gallop. There is no in, in between, yeah. which is, yeah. For other animals. Interesting. Like your dog ha- or a horse has like a trot, like a gait with each leg moving out. A dog has yeah. one somewhat similar. Yeah. Uh, the camel, uh, the giraffe does not have that. So
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you were talking about the markings. I was going to say real quick that they're all individual, like a fingerprint.
1: They're snowflakes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Every camel is yeah, a snowflake. Yeah. Why do I keep saying camel? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every giraffe is a snowflake, which even though they're super adorable, that makes them even more precious, I guess.
0: And then do you, do you want to talk about the ossicones, your favorites? Uh,
1: Yes. Hello. Okay. Do you know me by now? Yeah, <laughs> of course. It. So they're, they, a male and females, both sexes have horn-like structures that stick out of their head, not super far. So if you're think, if you're listening right now thinking that we are crazy, um, <laughs> that's okay because they only stick out, you know, several inches. Yeah, um, yeah. and they're, and they're called ossicones because they're basically formed from ossified cartilage. And they're covered in skin too, and they're fused to the skull, and they're fused, uh, just more skeletal facts since I'm mm-hmm. with my class <laughs> right now, system. my core class doing, yeah. um, the skeleton. But there's, uh, they're fused to the, the peri- the parietal bone, which is, um, kind of like the side of your head, not, not the temporal bone by your temple, but a little bit more mm-hmm. back, uh, mm-hmm. and then up to, the, and then it rolls up into the top. So they're fused to that part of the skull, and they are vascularized, and mm-hmm. researchers believe that they have a, a role, these ossicones have a role in thermoregulation, and of course, with males who will combat each other, we'll get that a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit more during breeding. The horns can be used kind of as weapons with that, and. Yep. The other thing too, if you've been to up and close and personal with a giraffe, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you have Chris and I have.
0: Yeah. They're, and you're seeing them pop up like around the world. Cause even down in Hamilton, they, they do this. They're, they're doing giraffe feedings.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah. They're a favorite It's, it's of, really
0: fun for the kids. It's yeah, a favorite
1: really of, in our family for sure. It's yeah. when you talk about being just that, of course you're like in protected contact, but being that close mm-hmm. to where you can really feel and see their height and, yeah. uh, interact yeah. with them, but they, uh, if you are if you are ever up close to one, and if you're probably doing a feeding, I don't know if it would be a male. Probably depends on how well trained it is. Mm. Uh, but they a lot of times have calcium, especially the males, have calcium deposits that form bumps on their skulls and on their ossicones mm-hmm. as they age. So if you ever see a giraffe and you think that they have like skull or ossicone or yeah, like tumors <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something, that's just yeah. a natural um, phenomenon as they age. They're Basically, they, they deposit more um, calcium to form these bumps, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know, if, yeah. I, I I highly doubt they have a postdoc studying why that is or how that helps the animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, it, the animal is still totally healthy. There's no issues with that. That's a very normal aging process, especially in the males.
0: Right, right, right. The Some of the predators I thought was kind of interesting. So humans are, are a big one for them. Lions can take down giraffes sometimes. Probably younger ones too, or sub-adults. Crocodiles, which, ugh, good old crocodiles can probably snap them and get them in there. But, I did read, when trying to evade predators, giraffes can like karate chop with their legs, with enough force to crush a lion's skull. So. Oh
1: sure, I, I, yeah. I would imagine, I mean, we always say in the zebra world that a kick from a zebra is about as powerful as a hand grenade, because they get one yeah. shot they get one yeah. i mean they get one shot to get out of there um and get to safety or to injure a lion or whatever's after right. them so i mean that's a zebra uh, so i imagine a giraffe would be giraffe. pretty powerful as well yeah. um they might not be yeah. quite as agile as a um zebra but right. uh i yeah i'm sure it's pretty powerful for sure they are um, they are they are I mean,
0: so like we said, they're, they're browsers. They get leaves from the, from high up in the canopy. They're ruminants. So they got four chamber stomachs, almost like a cow. They eat about 75 pounds or 34 kilograms of food per day. So when you were saying they're pretty interactive or interactive, they're, they're active when you're on safari because they got to eat all day, you know, it's just like.
1: Yeah. How much, how much was that again? 75 it?
0: pounds, you know, on average.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of food. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Half of you. Um, not even oh, half. you're yeah. too kind.
1: You're yeah. too, yeah, um, times, times, times three.
0: <laughs> no, 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 my no, I'm not even that big. Oh already. wait,
1: no, no, definitely. Okay, maybe times two, <laughs> I meant
0: times I meant, two. That, that's, that's two thirds <laughs> of you. That's three quarters of Angie.
1: I am really bad at math at, at nighttime. Yeah, you are. He's, it's, you are. You are. <laughs> I, I'm only half listening to this. I was actually um trying to find a good giraffe vocalization on the web as yeah, well. Yeah. So let me okay, start. Okay. Let me start paying attention. Let me go to my nutrition slide. Right, okay. Right. Let's let's get right. Serious. So
0: okay. So they the, now they love acacia leaves, which acacia trees are are pretty much standard around Africa, and they have these sharp thorns, which I thought was really interesting. Let me ask you this: Do you know how long their tongue is?
1: I do. Okay, you know <laughs> everything. 18
0: inches, 46 centimeters. And they have this prehensile lip. And
1: what color is their tongue, tongue, though? They- what color? That's the coolest part. Black. Black. purple, that's black. Cool, yeah. yeah. Purple black. black. Yeah, kind of like a chow yeah. dog or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they don't get sunburnt, right? Their tongues don't mm-hmm. get sunburnt. That's what I read. That was pretty cool. And so when they they eat these acacia leaves, sometimes they'll get sticky thorns, you know, or or they'll get these sharp thorns. Their saliva is so sticky, it covers it. And so they swallow oh, it Oh, that's very cool.
1: cool. Right.
0: Yeah, so they... Yeah. So their saliva is like really just gross. So when you do go to a giraffe feeding, you know, that's what they do. And you can kind of get some of their saliva on it. you.
1: Bring it on. Um, yeah, no, gross, no. But yeah. Well, yeah, 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 and yeah, I was yeah. also reading that um, they will eat, they'll feed on shrubs and they will, if they have to feed on a little bit of grass and fruit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And of course they're an herbivore. I, I'm sure you said that at the beginning, uh, but they've been known to visit carcasses and lick the dried meat off the bones. But I always but oh, for wow, me, that okay. uh, I always wonder too, is that like first salt, maybe, you know, or it's yeah, interesting, but the other cool factoid is that they really only have to drink every one or every couple days. They do not need to drink every day, mm-hmm. and it's probably because a lot of they get a lot of moisture from the plants they eat, so. Every, every few yeah, days is yeah, okay. It makes sense. It makes sense.
0: Um, yeah, it's just like, I mean, even a grazer, you know, and I always talk about this, like just say with horses, it, it, it's in the spring when everything's green, they generally don't drink as much water because they're getting so much moisture content from the grasses. But say late summer when there's a lot of brown or dry, dry forage, these animals need to drink more often. So when they're browsing, they're getting right. quite a bit of moisture mm-hmm. out of those leaves. So they don't need quite as much.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is, I just, I love the digestive system as well. So like mm-hmm. you mentioned, of course, they're ruminants and they have the four chambers in their stomach. Uh, but their intestines where they absorb a lot of the nutrients from the different foods that they eat. Oh, how between the small and then large intestine, <laughs> I remember, I'm like reading that. Whoa. Um, in the adult giraffe, how long do you think their small and large intestines were if you were to unravel them?
0: Um, God, 200 feet?
1: Whoa, yeah, good. 230 small. feet. Yeah. 230 okay. feet.
0: Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Now, the large, what is that? 15 feet?
1: It, I don't have the numbers broken feet? down in front of me, but they, uh, okay. what I read, though, is that they do have a yeah, relative okay. small ratio of small the large intestine, so it's yeah. probably more large.
0: Yeah, small intestine's like so long. I think in horses, it's like 120 feet or something, so it's it's so crazy long. <laughs> it's just wrapped in there. And I've been through a couple colic surgeries with horses, and it, it's sitting in on it, and it's amazing, all those guts.
1: Oh, yeah. Even in the humans, it it's just, very it's, impressive, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and a giraffe, everything is, since sensor- they're and their size is so, so yeah, big. So big. I, I love those factoids and wait till,
0: yeah, why didn't we look that up at the blue whale? I can only imagine how long their yeah, intestines are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait till, if you stick with us till we get into the cardiovascular system, system at the very end, wait, wait till you find out how big their heart is.
0: Yes. It's huge. All right. So let's talk a little bit about behavior.
1: Sure. And if you'll stand by, I have a special guest. So
0: welcome back to the podcast, the man, the myth, the legend. We've actually been talking about you, John. Lots of good things, good, you know, lots good. of good stuff about you. But Angie wanted to bring you in because you've actually—this is awesome. I don't know if we're gonna have a giraffe off because I don't even know their book. <laughs> it would be, a, but it'll be a very
2: quiet giraffe off if we do one. So <laughs> okay. we'll probably skip that one. We'll just
0: we'll let you win this yeah, time. You and um, but but Angie said you've got to work with them quite a bit. So I yeah. think you know, just telling the listeners about you know. What's it like to work with giraffes and just some of their crazy behaviors or different behaviors that you've noticed over the years?
2: Uh, yeah, so I did get a chance to work with them for a few different years, uh, a couple of years, one facility mostly. Um, they are, again, they're a really incredible animal to work with, uh, giraffe. The thing, Mm -hmm. the thing that I, so my first impression of a giraffe actually being near one. So you you see them on TV or you see, see them at a zoo, you see Mm -hmm. them from far away. Wow. They're huge. They're enormous. When I first walked into a barn and, uh, the giant male swung his head down <laughs> towards me and looked yeah. me, you know, eye to eye with <laughs> his humongous eyeball. They have enormous heads and enormous yeah. eyeballs. And like I mean, a softball, yeah. it's really like a softball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they are incredible. It's tough to really articulate how large they really are. And so it's, it just mm-hmm. has a huge impact on you. You realize I'm a, I'm a very small individual. Small person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you yeah. when you come close to them. So it just has a huge impact. And uh as a species, they are ad- again, they're very unique. It's interesting because they are hoofstocks. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have touched mm-hmm. on a couple of different hoofstock in the in mm-hmm. the uh mm-hmm. podcast. And so they have that same sort of hoofstock mentality, they're herd together, generally uh male dominated, uh females make up the core of the group, that sort of stuff. But, um, they are much more cautious than just about every hoofstock I've ever worked with. So they, okay, they are okay. very cautious individuals, even though you think of them, they're humongous and they are powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the interesting things about them with the way that they, they protect themselves from predators. So they are, mm-hmm. they are attacked by predators, but they can protect themselves with their kick. They have immensely powerful kicks, but they can actually kick in any, any direction. So it's very unique. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, horses, right. They'll kick mostly backwards, Yeah. but these guys, they yeah. will kick backwards, sideways, forwards. So they'll kick in any direction. So, and, and they have that large head. The males normally use that head, that head, um, becomes very calcified. It, it becomes like, uh, like, like a ball, a big heavy ball on the end of a big chain. Yeah. Battering ram. And yeah, so yeah. they can yeah. knock that head. Usually the males will, will knock heads, uh, together or knock heads against their necks to, to mm. compete for females, but they have that as a weapon they can use as well. So you have this really well equipped animal, but they're still extremely cautious. If there's anything that's new in their mm-hmm, environment, mm-hmm. they pay attention to it yeah. and they, and they are they are very timid about new things in their environment. There was there was one time when right. um, I was working with them, and they had a, a habitat, their exhibit they were on during the day, and then at night they would come into a, a holding area. There was a holding yard, and I forgot um, a rake in that yard at one point. And oh no, <laughs> they, they would not come in. They would not come into the holding yard.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is
2: a rake, an inanimate object. And they would, and I couldn't for a while. I couldn't figure out what was going on until I realized that this rake was left there. I had to right, go back right. out, get the rake, move it to get it out of the way, put it back, and then they would come into the yard after the rake. After the rake was gone, yeah, they're that's they're crazy, a really um, incredible,
0: yeah,
2: incredible animal. They really are amazing with what they do. I know you guys touching on the, the physiology, and that is just mm-hmm, its mm-hmm. own
0: amazing. Like I wanted to ask you, like when they're walking, are they? Because I mean, I've seen them shift you know from the service areas out on the exhibit i uh-huh. never really paid attention are they really cognizant where they place their feet like it's just
2: they are yeah yeah so they can you know they 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 mostly are um they're very cognizant where they put their feet they usually walk slowly but they can they can run i mean they can run yeah they full. take off yeah. yeah yeah they take off I um, mean, if they're spooked they will do that but and they, are, they are, are very specific about where they put their feet. Some interesting things, they don't like to step down so that mm-hmm. you could actually, uh, if, if, where, if you view them in a, a zoological facility under, under um, especially here in the United States, you usually will see them with, you know, large fences enclosing them, you know, you get right. 10 foot, 12 foot fences. You could actually hold them in a yard uh, with a drop of about a foot or two. If you just had yeah. a, a layer of rocks and then you dropped from one layer to the next at about two feet, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go over that because they don't like to step okay. down. So it's really kind of this okay. interesting yeah. idiosyncrasies with the, with this animal, right. uh, which makes them unique. Um, I had a really amazing experience with, uh, we had lots of experiences with them. I had a lot of amazing right, experiences right. with them, but this one interesting situation, we had an adult female who was a little bit older and, um, she was starting to have hoof problems and like a lot of your hoof mm-hmm. stock, they need hoof trims of your horses, right? You're supposed to be trimming mm-hmm. their hooves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more difficult to get your hands on a giraffe hoof. So a lot of them are trained right, to go right. into what we call a chute. It's just an enclosed area yeah. where you can get access to their feet. Uh, this older female had a poor experiences with, with the chute system early on in her life. So she was very reluctant to go into it. And a lot of animals use operant conditioning training to get them into this, she was extremely Mm -hmm. stubborn and um, it was a challenge and we could not get her into this shoot. So essentially got to the point where we knew we had to mobilize her to do a hoof trim. that brings about its own Mm -hmm. issues with the giraffe. If you mobilize an animal, it isn't like, you know, it's not like the cartoons, the movies where you you draft them and they, and they fall down immediately. But they yeah. they will fall down. Animals will fall down asleep. So w- with the giraffe, right. the concern was if that head she was she was close to eighteen foot tall. Uh, that eighteen foot tall head right. comes crashing down to the ground. She could she could break a vertebrae. She could uh, damage damage her yeah, head. Kill Absolutely. herself. Yeah. So w- we constructed yeah. this plan with uh, veterinarians, with zookeepers, with curators, where we would actually use uh, mountain climbing equipment. We put a harness on her head. Strap a um, rope mm-hmm. onto that. It would go up to a pulley in her stall, go sideways yeah. to another pulley in a different stall, and go down to the ground. And then, when she was immobilized, we would lower her head to her the head. head. Okay, that's cool. Yep. Okay, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. on on the other end of the head in the other stall was me. So <laughs> I was the one who actually had to lower her head to the ground oh, using um, climbing equipment. If you've ever climbed and you've belayed. Somebody yep, yep. who belayed a partner. I basically had to belay her head down to the oh ground. Oh my gosh! And they're was so a, heavy. They're huge. Oh, so so heavy. So you have to use your whole body. But with the, with climbing, the way the system works, you don't actually have to hold up her whole weight. The rope actually right, does right. a lot of. But I had to use my whole body to sit back and and do yeah. that. It was it was a pretty launched. Yeah, it was a pretty surreal, um, experience. But again, it was a team effort and a lot of great team members. I was working with a great trainer that was able to yeah. actually get the harness on her great team of veterinarians. We got in there. We got our hooves trimmed, checked her all out. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. So, you know, yeah. these animals have, have brought me a lot of joy and a lot of, a lot of great experiences. And again, they are, yeah. you know, they are, they, they really have an impact on you. If you ever get a chance, to go to uh, a good quality zoological facility, and if they have these giraffe feedings, right. I, I I know it seems a little cheesy. You're like you're, you're paying a couple dollars for a piece of romaine, but it really yeah, is yeah. something to get close to them and to to get. It and get that experience to really look them in the eye. They'll bring their head down to your level. It's, it's really incredible. Yeah. And I highly, highly my son it. loved it. Oh, yeah. He loved it when we did it. Oh yeah. 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 It was a Lowry Park yeah. there. In Tampa yeah. Our kids did it. Yeah. We did it down in, um, Naples yeah. zoo and it just, yeah. it's an incredible experience. So yeah, I, I. Big fan of giraffe. They got a special place in my heart. Um, yeah. yeah, really enjoy. Just them. like pandas,
0: right? Just like pandas. Just like pandas. <laughs> Again, every animal has has its
2: niche. Every animal fills its its own special role. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. But well, yeah. let's get uh, let's let's get Angie and do the the giraffe off the. Mm,
1: <laughs> so
2: so honestly, I will say, I mean, I worked with them for years, and mm-hmm. um, their vocalizations are practically indistinguishable i mean it literally yeah. is a hum i mean it's a it is it's a it's like a low level hum and it's not even yeah they,
0: they have low frequency mm-hmm. don't they just like the okapi. Yeah, yeah but yeah.
2: but some yeah. of it you know when you're with elephants you can you could feel their vocalizations mm-hmm. with giraffe mm-hmm. i could never i never felt their vocalizations i could barely ever even detect the vocalizations. when people ask you know what sound do they make i, ba- I essentially would say they really don't make vocalization i mean the, the, the yeah. most vocalization they make is like us it's a snort it's like you know they just expe- snort, expelling yeah. some air and it wasn't even a um it wasn't communication yes. yeah it wasn't communication yeah. It non-vocal was, yeah right? exactly yeah. so um it'll it'll be a silent giraffe off. You win. You I win. win. You win, John. Excellent. You
0: win. You win. Yeah. I, Angie I, talks too much. You I was going to say, I guarantee I can be
2: more silent than her. So I win that one. But, um,
0: <laughs> look, when she comes back, I'll tell her you won. You won hands down this time. No question. This time you win. No question. But
2: yeah, it's, um, they're great, great animals. They, you know, yeah, you guys are talking amazing. about the ecological niches. I mean, they're just, yeah. they are just incredible. Um, yeah, they are. Yep. They are. And they need our,
0: they need and our protection. So, they need our protection.
2: Yeah. They need our help. I mean, how, to, to just even fathom these animals being in trouble or even heading towards extinction yeah. and not ever being around again—I mean, just consider this. Oh, I mean, it, yeah. it just is—it's
0: yeah,
2: it's unthinkable. So, you know, I appreciate—it's yeah,
0: it's heartbreaking, yeah, but I
2: appreciate everything you know you guys are doing to help draw attention. Appreciate all, yeah. all listeners out there. Yeah. I know they're—you know—the audience is growing stronger and stronger. So, um yeah. hey, every little yeah. bit we can all do for for animals is, is
0: appreciated. Yeah. No, well, thanks for coming on, John. This is great having you. I'm sure, you know, any, anytime we can bring you in, we're going to bring you in. Uh, so. No problem at all. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. the right. opportunity to talk about these great animals. Yeah. 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 All right. Take care, John. Thanks, Chris. Are you sitting down, Angie? I am. Yeah, okay. I'm, I've got some bad news for you. Uh-oh. You, uh, you, you lost the giraffe off <laughs> by far, <laughs> by far. By far, you lost a giraffe. Off.
1: Was this a vocalization so. one or just? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Okay.
0: Yes. 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 So you lost and the listeners know why. I you
1: didn't lost. even try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you don't, You don't have to try. You lose because you know why John and I were talking. Giraffes don't make any noises and you talk too much. Oh, so you lose. <laughs>
1: totally. I do. I would not be. I would, that's why I wasn't a giraffe keeper. I was probably too loud for them. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, John's like uh, I could be a lot quieter than Angie for a lot longer time. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> totally. That's why he's lucky he's with me. I make him talk about all of his yes. feelings and yes, all, yes. all all those oh, he's, he's deep great. thoughts. But oh, good. I know it, his giraffe stories are amazing. Yeah, he
0: was great. Yeah, he's, he's. I love having John on. We got to have John on more. Um But yeah, it he's was a good. keeper. It was good. Yeah, he's a keeper. There's the third pun of the day. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so. How in the heck do these guys breed? Like, how in the heck?
1: Sure. Well, so first of all, it takes them a little while. So mm-hmm. males don't reprodu- uh, reach reproductive maturity until they're about four or five. Okay. And typically they're not going to gain an opportunity to breed a female until they're seven or eight. So when we talk about generation intervals, uh, it's usually about 10 years mm-hmm, in, uh, mm-hmm. in general, uh, for giraffes, which once again, when you're, when your population's stressed and your numbers are declining, these guys are slow to reproduce. Uh, Females, same thing as about four or five is when they um, start cycling and are are, are receptive to being bred. But in general, uh, giraffes are uh, polygamous, which means Mm -hmm. multiple males will um, breed fertile females. Uh, And just similar to most of the stock that we've talked about is male giraffes will assess a female's fertility by – Tasting her urine,
0: mm. yummy, yummy, that good old estrogen, yum yum that yum. That good
1: old oh. estrogen, that spicy, spicy yeah. estrogen. Yeah. And it's then so uh, gross. when they do, when they do get a little bit of the taste or whiff of that, they will uh, do the Fleming response, where they lift their. Their upper lip, which we've talked about, which is like, uh, you know, it's always cute. You've seen those in animal memes where a zebra or a donkey or giraffe has their upper the lip. Lions cur-
0: do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Their upper lip curled yeah. in their nose so they can really breathe those deep, 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 uh, estrogens in and, uh, figure yeah. out where the female is in her cycle. And, but once if she is receptive or, um, is having, is under the influence of estrogen, he'll, uh, he'll lick her and he'll rest his head on her tail, nudge her with his horns mm-hmm. and just check out that she's receptive and Mm -hmm. now all this occurs only when the male has basically established himself the main man in the herd the big Mm -hmm. machismo dominant dominant male to do that and that gets into a little bit more of how males use their necks these long necks and their ossicones or horns in behavioral combat known as necking and I'm not talking about mm-hmm. necking like when you, you and I remember nice from like, necking, yeah. I had, that might have even been my mom's, I think that was my mom's generation necking. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's yeah, that, yeah. but yeah, so we're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're talking more about real battles, um, to help establish dominance. And so there's considered mm-hmm. low intensity and high intensity and at low intensity is probably just two males checking each other out and they might lean and rub against each other and just see if somebody will back down, if somebody, if mm-hmm. a subordinate doesn't back down, then it might escalate into a high intensity necking match. that can last more than a half an hour, uh, depending on how matched they are. Mm-hmm. And they'll basically spread their front legs and swing their necks at each other and attempt mm-hmm. to hit each other with their ossicones and just bang each other with their necks. And usually doesn't lead to serious inj- injury, but there's been records of broken jaws, uh, sometimes even death. Mm. and but what's super interesting and i always say this about i always say this about guys the difference between guys and girls i played a lot of uh, sports female sports when uh, i was in high school and we Mm. you know women sometimes we we tend to and i don't want to stereotype but for my own self i'll tend to dwell on things after an incident happens and so in sports i can like team Mm -hmm. sports i was a volleyball player that can You know that can be a bad thing if you're not like right back into the team and and Mm -hmm. ready to go after the next point. Mm -hmm. But I always appreciate with guys is they get in a fight, they beat each other up, and then they go have a beer. Like they, you know, once they get out (laughs) that testosterone, they're fine. Where women we hold not (laughs) all, but I a lot of them hold grudges, grudges, hold grudges, right? So Uh, interestingly enough, after a duel between two males, a lot of times two male giraffes will actually caress and court each other. And, and, and they're, and they'll do more kind of like making up and being nice with each other than is actually sometimes yeah. seen between a male and female couple. <laughs> so they're like, Hey, buddy, yeah. sorry. I just had to, you know, I had to, I had, I had to win my reproductive yeah, 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 rights. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, right. but, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, really interesting. If you haven't seen a neck match, I, uh, I, a necking match between giraffes, I highly recommend there's, they're on YouTube or, Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. some of the discovery shows. Yeah, I'll
0: try to remember to put a link
1: in. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, they're powerful. And, and like I said, mm-hmm. some people, you know, there, there is a theory out there that that's been part of the reason why their necks have been evolved to be so mm-hmm. long. But who knows what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Did they have to reach yeah, right, right, right. trees or did they need to fight each other? Um, mm-hmm. But switching gears to the female and this long generational interval is females are pregnant for f- about 450 days, which I think is mm-hmm. 15 months. If I just do the math really quick in yeah, my head. Long, yeah. Yeah, long time, yeah. Yeah. A long, long, long time. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was over it at like month seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven <yeah. laughs> Get out of me. Get out of me. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, and then some other f- interesting, I think, facts is that uh if you could picture this, a mother giraffe gives birth by standing up and walking. Right. So there is no way la- like horses where Chris and I are used yeah. to horses where they lay mm-hmm, down, mm-hmm. but they don't. And which means it's a long drop. Um, and I think there's been it's some a cool. Long drop. It's, a long yeah, drop. it's a long drop. That's about two meters yes. or uh what is that? Six yeah, feet. Six feet. Two their
0: meters? legs. Yeah. Yeah. So your height. Yeah. It's a bang on the ground.
1: Yeah. <laughs> welcome, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Um, So that's an interesting, uh, phys- why they don't lay down. It uh, probably has something to do with not being able to get up mm-hmm. quick. It's, it, 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 it's a little slower to get up than horses or, or who knows? Maybe that's just the way they have to right. actually, they may, probably need gravity. I don't right. know. Um, But it, check this out. A newborn giraffe is also about two meters tall. Yeah,
0: they're big. They're big. The so it,
1: theoretically, it's probably not as you know, it's not as big a fall because they already are pretty stretched. Big, down. they're yeah. already pretty tall, so yeah. they're pretty stretched out. But just like similar to other horses or other stock, there within a few hours the calf is running around, yeah. um, and within the one to uh, one to three weeks, it's been a lot of its time hiding. And when the calves are really young, the mothers will often gather in nursery herds. So they'll move together and browse together, and then mothers in this type of group may sometimes leave their calf with another female while they go mm-hmm. forage and drink somewhere else. It's known as a calving pool or sometimes a creche.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, you know, babysitter. so babysitters. So I think that's you, know, you can let the yeah, it's kind of cool. It's auntie cool. babysit you, or that must be nice. It's uh, mm-hmm, I yeah, wish yeah, I yeah, had. Yeah. I wish I had my giraffe herd family around to help me babysit sometimes. Hint, 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 <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Mom, <laughs> yeah, sister, get here now, brother. <laughs> Yeah. um so yeah and then yeah. now the dads don't play much role mm-hmm. in raising the young but they're friendly like mm-hmm. they're nice guys they just don't really do too much for the kids yeah, yeah. and then how long the offspring stays with on their mom's side depends on if she gets pregnant yeah, usually she caps maybe every second to third year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then sadly enough once again they're only about 50% of calves survived the first year due to predators right. and all yeah. that. So when, once again, we're thinking about this generation interval, right. it, it is, it's hard. They're not we If we just start saving them and it's not going to, the population is not going to rebound right away. It's right. going to take years right. and years It'd and years because long, of long all of that. these factors.
0: Right. Right. Now, did you know, what a group of giraffes is called? Like the, the, the dad's a bull, the mom's a cow, you said a calf. What's a group of giraffes? Is it a herd? No, tower. <laughs> it could be a herd too, I guess. I don't think it's a herd. They call them group, group of giraffes is called a tower. Oh, cool. I
1: love it. That's fantastic, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I did yeah, not know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah.
1: So. A tower um, of giraffes. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Now, we talked about their conservation already, you know, they're, they're in decline. Um, so some of the organizations that are specific to giraffe.
1: Yeah, Chris, I found this really amazing group called the Giraffe Conservation Foundation, or GCF. And it's actually the only NGO in the world that concentrates solely on the conservation and management of giraffe in the wild throughout Africa. So they're dedicated strictly to giraffe conservation. And which really sets them apart from a lot of, a lot of the other, uh, different organizations that have, that take care of, or work with multiple species. So I thought that was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And they can be found at giraffeconservation.org. And they have a beautiful presence on Facebook, which Chris and I will link you to. Mm -hmm. And this group is just amazing. They're all over the place. They have programs in several different countries. Including Kenya, Uganda, Democratic Republic of Congo, Namibia, Zambia, Tanzania, Ethiopia. And they have several programs that, uh, you can find on their webpage to just, that talks about all, all the really cool projects they work on and how their funds go to directly helping giraffes in the wild of Africa. But for instance, just recently in September, they, uh, were, have been supporting the Uganda Wildlife Authority to su- successfully translocate endangered Nubian giraffes, um, to a safe spot. So that would be one of the subspecies, Nubian giraffes, and their numbers are really, really low. So they do a lot of translocating projects. They do a lot of population counts, population assessments, working with local, uh, locals in the area, um, and another, for example, they use trackers to, um, to help tag giraffes mm-hmm. and learn more about where they're going and, and, and basically where they're living to help provide them the protection they need from poachers and, of course, just pretty much other human threats. And then, of course, the group is really active in what is known as World Giraffe Day. We were recently celebrating World Rhino Day. And, um, but, uh, World Giraffe Day is an exciting event and it's actually initiated by this group to help celebrate giraffes. And so we'll, we'll remind, um, our listeners that it's, uh, June 21st every year. So we missed it this year, but we will not miss it now that mm-hmm. I know this. We will not, we, we will not mix, miss, it, miss it next, next year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have a blog. They have all the research mm-hmm. on, um, online. And of course you can adopt a giraffe as well. Uh, so, there's plenty of ways to learn more about them and help support this organization. So please go check out their website or definitely give them a like on Facebook. If you are a fan of giraffes. your feed will be inundated with these beautiful creatures and amazing videos that uh, of course are all, are all from the wilds of Africa where they live. So yeah, check out giraffe conservation foundation, do yourself a favor and uh, learn a lot more about these guys.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll put the links up now. Conservation tip of the week, Angie, this one's a little bit different. So again, reducing energy consumption. One of the things people don't really think about, because sometimes, you know, especially when you own a home, you don't think about doing this. You need to change your air filters because the more dirt that's in your air filter, the harder your either air conditioning or your heater is working. And that means more energy. So if you change that filter, you will reduce your energy footprint. Now, rules of thumb. If it's a vacation home or you're just by yourself, you know, with no pets or you have no allergies, you can replace that filter every six to 12 months. So every year or, you know, every few months. Now, the average home. Lots
1: and lots of pets and (laughs) busy children. and Dirty mamas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You should change it every 30, 30, every every 90 days. Wow. I I, I don't want to.
1: I don't think we're doing that. I'm just going to throw that out there.
0: <laughs> no, you're not. I guarantee you're. i guarantee you're not. And then for every dog or cat you have, so yes. what, you have a dog and two cats, it's every sixty days, wow. John. So tell your husband, yeah. And if you have lots of pets, it should be every twenty okay. to forty-five days. So because all that pet oh, dander yeah. gets stuck in there, I know for a fact I didn't do that. Um, so the next home I own.
1: I will be making sure well, at I least key, every they months, are, I was just going to you know, say, they're they're cheap, cheap. I think the key is to cheap. just buy like 10 of them. Yeah. And then, especially if you have storage in your yeah, home or maybe even cheap. five of them or something like that. And just, mm-hmm. right. That yeah, way they're, they're there. The garage, you don't have yeah. to put it on your grocery list or so yeah. if they're there and yeah. you have it on your calendar, you're going to be more likely to do it. And that's, um, yeah, no, that's a really good tip, but yeah. it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So. I'll, uh, I'll yeah, have to. I'll have to talk with John about that and try yeah. to get try to get that ball yeah, rolling because every little
0: you got to make sure you get the right size. That's the that nightmare. is the key. You make sure you I, and I do up.
1: remember that this yeah, our, of course this our unit has a a weird one, but once yeah. we find it, that's why we the should cell. buy a lot of them because it's a yeah. weird one. So then we have, then them, have them. we have them on hand.
0: Yeah, they're pretty cheap. They're pretty cheap. Now, what we promise Angie, the circulatory system. So you said how big they are. I, I will just give the weight. The weight of of the heart is one quarter of you. How about that? 25 pounds.
1: <laughs> uh, I would say about one-fifth one to one-sixth, depending on what okay, cycle of uh, birth, gestation, lactation <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm in.
0: <laughs> so it weighs 11 kilograms. Now, you said how big was it? How long?
1: Oh, I was just going to do the weight, the, uh, the okay. 11 kilograms. You did yeah, the weight? I did. I, oh, mm. I
0: took it though. I'm sorry.
1: No, Two no, no that's fine. I want to – yeah. Well, no, no. I The way that I thought about it huh? is – um 25 pounds is how much yeah. Zachary weighs, my son, my my two year old just turned two last that's
0: week. Crazy, crazy, and it they, two feet long, so they need they have to generate blood pressure, right? Yeah, two
1: feet so long, have, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So they their blood pressure is needs to be twice that of a human to maintain blood flow to the brain. Mm-hmm. So this powerful heart pumps. All that blood and so they maintain sixty
1: liters to be sixty liters to be precise every minute.
0: Right. Their their heart wall thickness, here you go, maybe this is a factoid for your class. Three inches or seven point five centimeters. So they have really thick heart muscle. Now, did you do you read about their heart heart rate? This was kind of cool.
1: I did, I did. Yeah.
0: 150 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. which is crazy. You know, us normal, what, 60, you know, rest, sure, 60, 80, less, 150 yeah. is like when you're exercising, you know, pretty well, pretty well. Now you want to tell everybody what happens when they drink?
1: Sure. This is one of the yeah, reasons yeah. I became a physiologist this yeah. class yeah, 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 in, yeah. between uh, camels and giraffes. Mm-hmm. So when a giraffe is thirsty and every three days it goes to get a drink, And it has to reach its head down to a watering hole. Mm -hmm. Well, its neck is not long enough to just bend down and reach. So it actually has to spread, for those of you that haven't seen Mm -hmm. it, it has to spread its front feet Mm -hmm. and kind of bend them in a little bit, and then it can drink. Well, its head, if anybody's ever stood up too quickly, right, or, Mm -hmm. or sat down too quickly, you can get lightheaded from the way from blood either flowing to your brain or away from your brain. And so when they lower their head down below their heart, the blood should be basically pouring down into their brain, right? Like it Mm -hmm, should be, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. And so this is because giraffes have special valves in their jugular veins, which close when a giraffe bends Mm -hmm. down and this reduces pressure on the brain and it it stops the excess blood flowing into the head. Mm -hmm. And then as these, after they're done drinking, when they raise their head, the valves reopen, so that the blood can then start to go back to the brain as normal. Normal, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then alongside this, like you said, they have the thick muscles. Right. The, what, mm-hmm. what did you say? they had thick.
0: Well, thick the the thick heart muscle to help. Pump. The thick heart yeah. muscle,
1: right? Strong muscle, but. As far as drinking and lo- raising and lowering their head goes, they have elastic walled blood vessels that will expand mm-hmm. and contract appropriately to basically, if you think of like a, a hose gauge to help blood flowing to mm-hmm. the brain to reduce pressure and or increase it. Yeah.
0: It's a crazy physiological option. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. And then, and then just lastly, they have like basically a sponge like structure to help contain any excess blood flowing to the brain when their head's down. Yeah. So just in case some leak through, <laughs> yeah. cause you know, your toddler leaves a hose on or <laughs> yeah. whatever, just, just in case they have this extra, the spongy like, um, structure to yeah. catch any, any, any extra blood. So. Just really, yeah, really, really cool. incredible, really and cool animal. and and Chris and I can say they're so cool, and they are cool, mm-hmm. and because physio- we're physiological mm-hmm. dorks, mm-hmm. right? And Chris, we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. NASA, like the NASA, my you, favorite you always, Cape Canaveral. You always would take Rourke and yeah. Wyatt, yes, yeah. uh, uh, Cape Canaveral. Um, they have done research on the blood vessels in giraffe legs mm-hmm. to help get inspiration for human spacesuits and yeah. how to help better develop them.
0: There you go. Cool. Save yeah. giraffes. They're going to get us to Mars. <laughs> giraffes are going to get us to Mars.
1: <laughs> Final Ant, if you take home nothing from this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: There you go. Oh. So just for us this week, if you could just share this episode, go on your Facebook, say, Hey, check out this podcast. It's really great. You learn a lot. It's fun. Uh, we have a good time doing it. You know, we're going to come out with a new species next week. Just share it on your Facebook or social media. We would love you. We would love you. And and just for me and Angie, thank you. Thank you for listening to Giraffes. And we'll be back with something cool next week, right, Angie?
1: Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, it's always a pleasure to to learn and share.
0: Listen. Learn. Share. Join the movement at
2: allcreaturespod.com.